Welcome to Blog Access 101 Podcast. Follow us on social media at Blog Access 101 on Twitter and Instagram. Special shout out to our sponsor, Hibachi Productions. Use our discount code Blog Access 101 on HibachiProductions.com to get 20% off. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so they can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to Blog Access 101 for episode 18. I'm your host, Young Abachi 20. Also, follow us on social media at Blog Access 101 on Twitter and Instagram for updated sports news. I'm back with my two co hosts, Twan and Ashley. Y'all can give y'all social media tag. Um, Twan Don for president on Twitter, uh, the number four. On Twitter and Instagram, who is Ashley G? All right, but we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Heat and Lakers series. Um, yeah. Looks like the Heat, um, due to injuries, looked like it, I said it was going to go five. It looked like it might just go four. But I'll, I'll, let, I'll let y'all get into it first and y'all, uh, Lakers fans. Um, it's, it's looking real good. Um, you know, two more games, so, you know, not too much to celebrate. Um, but, you know, I'm excited. I'm happy. You know, I kind of see the finish line. But, like I said, I don't want to get carried away. Um, but AD, LeBron, you know, them guys, they look hungry. You know, AD looks unstoppable. Um, my only question is who gets the finals MVP? I know people say, you know, it doesn't matter. LeBron doesn't, you know, care. But I think LeBron cares. Um, I feel like, you know, game one, we was up like, what, 20, 30 points. They have LeBron still in the game. And, obviously, he was trying to get that triple-double you know, pad them stats, but, you know, whoever gets it, I, I want AD to get it, but I, I kind of feel like it hurt LeBron's legacy, but like I said, I don't want to jump, you know, jump ahead, we still got two, you know, two more games, um, but yeah, I, I got a sweep, um, but it won't be easy, you know, the Heat, you know, they play hard, they fight hard, but, you know, the play, you know, Hero, Duncan, you know, this this is this is playoff, this is when the dogs come out, so, you know, them jump shots they're hitting, season, you know, game round ones and, and round one and two, you know, that, that doesn't really happen. Lakers defense is incredible. Shout out to the coach, you know, the game planning. Um, I'm going to end this soon, but I know a lot of people are questioning the hiring of him. You know, a lot of people wanted Lou. Um, that's cool, but, you know, I feel like Frank did an awesome job throughout the entire season. I know a lot of people question his rotations, you know, at times I did, but when it counts, he knows what to do. He knew to make the adjustment to bring Dwight Howard into the starting lineup against Houston. He knew to bring the Morris twin in. So, you know, ultimate job to him. Definitely believe he should have won a coach of the year. But, you know, I understand how this NBA works. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to the game tonight. Coach of the year? He had two Hall of Famers on his team. He had two He's definitely not coach of the year. I actually think Frank Bobo is horrible, but I'll get into that later. But I originally thought the series would go six, like I said last week. But now it's looking like it'll go five max. You know, if Miami is going to win any game, I think it's going to be tonight. 
because you know when LeBron sees blood, he doesn't play with his food. So I think that you know if Miami gonna win, they're gonna have to get hot from the three point line, and their stars are gonna have to play big. Jimmy Butler's gonna have to stop being scared to shoot, and he's gonna have to actually get aggressive. So we'll see. Like I said, they're gonna win tonight, but the issue is they have no answer for AD. This man went seventy five percent from the field last game. That's ridiculous. So. So yeah, I I think it's going like I said, we're looking good. Um, not getting excited yet, but LeBron has that thing in his eye that I've seen for the past, you know, seventeen years. So, you know, we're we're gonna win and we'll just see how long it takes. But I just have to comment on your Frank Vogel comments. I don't give him all of this credit. I give the credit to the coaches. He has great assistant coaches, and I feel like in the beginning he was being extremely stubborn. Uh, it, it took him a while to finally stubborn in what way? In, in, terms I mean, of, in, changing we, up, in terms of changing up the rotations, uh, it, it, and even the minutes, like it was horrible. I don't. I mean, I know you saw early in the bubble. I mean, I understand the bubble things like that, but even earlier in the playoffs, it was looking terrible. So early I, in the playoffs, we, we wait, wait, wait. We lost game one, and then we went on the roll. He lost one game to the Blazers. Well, the team, not Frank, the team lost game one to the Blazers without Rondo. I mean, I feel like, yes, the beginning of the the start of the bubble, we looked terrible to put that on Frank and his rotations. I mean, I, I feel like it was the same rotations besides we don't have our best defender in Avery Bradley. So now you have to make adjustments and bring in Pope. And Pope and Green weren't just hitting, they weren't hitting shots. They have to hit shots for us to win. So I just, I mean... I feel like it's the same rotation he's playing now, but obviously you know, Dwight's getting more minutes. McGee's not really playing. And we have Rondo back. Rondo back. So I, I just don't know how you put that on a coach, but. Yeah, I don't I don't discredit Vogel from early in the bubble. I mean, early in the bubble was like preseason, like whatever. We were just kind of trying different things. But I, ha- I have a coach's mindset. So, like, even in us, in, even in some wins, he made bonehead decisions earlier in, the in, in, in early early in the playoffs. No, early in the playoffs in, in that Trailblazers series. We lost one making, game. Like I like I said, even in wins, he made bonehead decisions. I yes, mean, we, were, we, we were up thirty. We were, I mean, we were, game two, we were up thirty points. Game game of three, I think we won by like fifteen or something. So it's like I feel like he's testing things out. If the game's close, and now we're coming down to the last couple of seconds, now I'm like, all right. You got to put his, you know, now now we can put a question mark. But when he's bringing in Cook and and Tucker and whoever else he's bringing in, it's just like, all right, let me see what these guys get. Let, let them get a taste of the playoffs. I feel like there really wasn't no test for the Lakers where we can be like, damn, this guy made some questionable decisions or some horrible uh, decisions. He Lakers haven't been well, tested. What'd you say? I don't feel like the Lakers have been tested at all this playoffs. I think they have. Um, yeah, I think they have been tested a little bit in the playoffs. But, again, I trust LeBron the leader. But, like, let me just go back to your comments. Okay. My thing is, like like I stated, yes, we he may, did make some adjustments and we only lost one game. But in those, you know, them, those close games and in the blowout games, mm-hmm. as, as having a coach's mindset, I'm judging him the entire time. Okay? okay. I don't care if we up 20 – I'm not, not up 20, but I don't care if we up 10 or okay. if it's a close game. He's still making he was still making dumb decisions. And I, my, my thing is I think we're giving him way too much credit. He has LeBron James and Anthony Davis on his team. And he has great assistant coaches. So I yeah. think as a team, they're doing well, but I'm not giving that one man 
all that credit because early in the season and even early in the playoffs, he was making dumb decisions. I mean, it's not, but it's not easy to it's not easy to coach LeBron, and it's not not easy to bring in a superstar like AD and put him next to LeBron. Have a Rondo off the bench, who you we all know how Rondo gets down. So to make that all work, I mean, LeBron is you know I feel like the second grade is all the time when it's all said and done. So I'm not taking that away from LeBron, and obviously that's a plus to Frank. But if you put another coach in his shoes, are they are they this successful? Probably, but you can't. I feel like you can't take that away from him. Like he was blessed to get this opportunity. That's not his fault. You know, we can't say, "Oh, you got LeBron and AD, you're a terrible coach." No, he he, he got the job done. Two wins away. You got get you got to get the man his flowers. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to you know keep doing this, but he didn't ask for LeBron and AD. You know, he didn't ask for this. Well, he asked for the job, but it's like Rob put Rob Rob bought him in. Rob believed in him in. After all this, Lakers would be the AC, Clippers this, Clippers that, the Bucks this. Like, he's on top. His team's on top. So, it's a team sport, so I'm not going to give one man all the credit. But as a collective, you know, I feel like he was the coach of the year. Um, I understand, you know, when losing teams, teams you don't think will make the playoffs, they make the playoffs. And, all right, now you got to give the coach that. But, you know, he's done his job. Prediction from ESPN was for us to be the seventh seed, something like that. So, I mean, I just don't know what else you guys are looking for. But, you know, we're two wins away, so I'm not focused on Frank. I'm not focused on LeBron. I'm focused on getting these two wins, getting this championship and popping some champagne. That's it. Oh, boy. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I really don't I really don't listen to anything ESPN says anymore with rankings because remember they had they had Kobe in the top 50 that when he came back from the Yeah. So after that. I really didn't respect anything that ESPN said about sports. I just feel like it's a bunch of dummies over there uh, that just likes to talk. Uh, but yeah, um, I feel like I don't think I don't think LeBron would be mad if he doesn't get the uh, Finals MVP just because this is uh, AD's first Finals. Um, but I think it's still kind of hard not to give it to him because he was through the two games. He had two games. He was like one assist or one rebound away from a triple double. Yeah. So I think it's kind of hard not to give somebody that does that back to back. And I feel like he's probably going to do it again, either tonight or on uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But um, I think even as good as AD is playing, I think they still probably give it to LeBron. Um. Yeah. Uh. I did. I mean, it, it's sad the way that the Heat went out with the injuries. Uh, is that is that the excuse we're going to give them? No, not, no, it's not. They, they were going to win if they were healthy. Okay, but uh, but it was just sorry, Vaughn. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> the good thing for the Heat is that we see that Nuns coming back the way he was playing throughout the season before he got injured. So that that's that might be the bright spot for the Heat. Uh, Kelly Olynyk played pretty well game two, but even though that still wasn't enough because AD and LeBron really just took over that game. Yeah. Uh, Caldwell Pope was he shooting blindfold that game? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Listen, man. two for eleven from the three point line. What was he? What was he out there doing, Twine? Like, got, see, gotta shoot the ball, right man. Not, gotta shoot the ball. If I see my player shooting like that, he's got to come up. Well, I mean, that's, they, none of them shoot shot the well. ball. None of the real shooters shot well. I mean, they don't really have any shooters. I mean, but Stop you know it. what I mean. Like, clarify that on the team. Stop <laughs> it. Sign two shoot. They didn't shoot well. It was really like Rondo, okay. LeBron. They they shot well from the three. 
Rondo. Did you just meet Rondo in the same bro, conversation? When Rondo shot it, Rondo when Rondo him, shot it against the zone, I was scared. When KCP shot it against the zone, I wasn't worried. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> say less. Say less. Uh, so yeah, so uh, let me hear your points since I know you're a Heat fan. I know you probably been crying tears. Well, just to let you know, I, I got two minutes. Like, two minutes. <laughs> I didn't hear the question. What was the question? Like just thoughts on the finals? Yeah. Is I mean, it, is it well, obviously? Obviously, injuries handicapped, <laughs> handicapped wow. this final. So, I mean, as I felt, I felt like they was going. This was like the Lakers' year, and as we saw, even with the injuries Whoa. to like the Heat, the Come Heat's on. top players. Can you rewind that back? I'm gonna let you keep going. I just want you to define what you mean by you knew this was the Lakers' year because that wasn't your prediction at the beginning of the year. But keep going. Oh my God! <laughs> I knew a LA team was destined to win the finals this year. Okay. Okay. And once the Clippers folded, I mean, then it all looked like it was going to be Lakers. I mean, it was going to be a lot more competitive than what we've seen if the injuries didn't happen. Like, I mean, playing zone off a whole game in the finals, that that that's just bad. And LeBron, as we noticed, he picked apart the zone. Rondo did too. Rondo had 16 and 10. I was just like, yo, yeah. this is... I was trying to figure out when it was time to get out of the zone, but I mean, I get it. We we forced the Lakers to shoot a lot of threes, but you know, if AD is still getting uncontested offensive rebounds, are we really? Are they really playing into our hands? Are we playing into their hands? But I mean, kudos to the Lakers. They they've played well both games. They didn't let up. They they actually have played very aggressive both times. I thought they were going to take it easy game two. But no, as uh, Ashley said, LeBron's out for blood. I feel like I feel like LeBron knows that he's two games away. I think he's gonna go for like the kill tonight. <laughs> Sweet. I mean, I don't think I don't think LeBron wants to stay in the bubble any longer than he has to. Um, Gotta get back to Bronny. Yeah, I, I think I think <laughs> Bron's ready to go home, and he's playing like he's ready to go home. So. <laughs> Who's your prediction to get the uh, finals MVP? I know we got two more games. Uh, finals MVP, after game one, I was giving it to AD, hands down. But after game two, um, it's going to be pretty close. And I feel like this game three, I think the Heat are going to do probably more double teams on AD and leaving it wide open for mm. Bron. And I, th- I, okay. think, I think Bron's going to eke it out. And I mean, I think Bron wants Bron needs this MVP because he wants to Bron be needs it. he Bron wants to be on the it. same level as like needs as Jordan. It. And you know, Kobe. Needs it. The thing we talk about Kobe, we say, oh yeah, Kobe won five, but he only won two <laughs> Finals MVPs. He needs it. So yeah, Bron doesn't want to be on a team where he doesn't have <laughs> Finals MVP. Like Bron needs this one badly. Bro needs it. Yeah, and um, Rob Parker says, so, "Wait, what did you go say?" You, you, I was gonna say, do you believe in co MVP if both of them got it? Or you like the NBA one uh, not do that? Nah, I, I feel no. like that that's fake. You gotta you gotta choose MVP. Don't do that. Don't do that co MVP. Just like when they give it to Iguodala. That was don't do that stuff. Like that's not that don't even make sense. But um, you gotta give it to Bron. You gotta give it to AD. And I feel like you know the voters are gonna lean toward Bron if the numbers are close. <laughs> Bron it's needs it. Bron Everybody needs knows that. Bron needs this. Yeah. Bron, but Bron knows he needs it. Yeah, Bron knows, and I feel like AD knows. It was kind of like that year where they kept the Warriors kept forcing the ball to Steph to try to get Steph Finals MVP. Yo, that's um, what I feel like the Lakers are doing. Like Bron wouldn't come out the game when it was up thirty. Yeah, that was game one. Yeah, uh, 
Skip called it stat padding, but I called it yeah, genius. I, I agree. I called it I genius. Called it like, padding. look, if if you if you need Finals MVP, whether you're up thirty or you're up five, you gotta get your numbers. It don't <laughs> matter. Like, no one's gonna look at the fun. The final score be like, yo, they won by thirty. They gonna look at what did Bron do this whole series. I agree. So, uh, yes. I think Bron's gonna come out aggressive. I think he's gonna get like forty tonight. But I mean, we'll see. Cause I mean, I think Bron wants this badly. All right, we're gonna get right into the next topic. Um, Guys, I gotta head out. Kyrie, Kyrie. I'll be back on next All right. week. All right. All right, Kyrie. Yeah. So next week we're going to talk about Kyrie Thomas on the KD podcast. I'll let Ashley start that off. So just in case y'all don't know, this man Kyrie said, this is the first time in my career I can look down and be like that mf I don't cuss, can make that shot I don't too. curse either, so I'll show you. So, so, so I'm, I'm confused because, he, first of all, you know, nowadays Kyrie thinks he's some great philosopher, like he's hyper-woke, smarter than everyone, and he – he, you know, he's coming out very prideful, um, and I'm confused because the numbers doesn't say that. Like, if you look at fourth quarter playoff scoring, he was in Cleveland with Brian from 20, I think 2014 to 2017 or 2015, whatever year that was. Brian led in points and percentage shooting every single year in fourth quarter scoring in the playoffs. Like I'm, I'm confused. It does not make sense. Um, it, it really comes off as bitterness to me as a LeBron fan. I could be extremely biased, but it comes off as bitterness. Um, because like I said, these numbers says the complete opposite. Like, let's just go back to the three-one comeback in the fourth quarter. LeBron averaged eleven points per game, fifty-eight percent shooting. Kyrie averaged six points per game. I mean, not point, but six points per quarter, or whatever, and fifty percent shooting. I don't understand. Like, okay, he hit one of the greatest, probably the greatest buzzer beater in playoff history. Phenomenal. I love you for that. But for you to say that, you know, you finally have a player in KD who can get you a shot, that's an asinine comment to me. When If you look at these stats, are you trying to tell me that number is lasting? I just couldn't understand it. I'll talk about it some more based off of y'all comments, but just know I think his comments were ridiculous. Uh, I actually take the opposite approach. Um, I I agree with Kyrie. Um, it wasn't. I don't think it was supposed to be a knock on Braun. But if you're you- if you're on Katie's podcast and Katie is your new teammate, at that at that point, like, what are you <laughs> supposed to say? You're not about to say. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just, I'm, I'm I'm acting like Skip. Go no, ahead. no, it's cool. It's just like in my mind, I'm like, you're not supposed to say. Oh, aside from Braun, I could pass it to you. Now too, and I feel comfortable. You're supposed to say like, "Yo, this this is the this guy. You're the best player that I've played with." Like, I wouldn't expect anything less. Like, I don't expect Brian to do an interview and say, "Yeah, Wade Wade was my best sidekick, but now I got AD." Like, I expect him to say, "Yo, AD is the best compliment." I mean, I do think AD is the best compliment, but I know Wade's his best friend. Like, you don't you gotta you gotta build up your teammate. Like, and you're on your teammate's podcast. I feel like that was that was the best thing to say at the moment. And I feel like also, even if like Braun makes all these clutch shots, but like most of them are in the paint or layups and stuff like that. So when it's still on the oh yeah, but but I think when Kyrie was talking about it, he was talking about in terms of like yo, I know that you know if the game is tied and 
uh, a, ga- a game winning like shot or fadeaway needs to be done, or if we're down three and a game win, a t- game tying three needs to be hit, like I can hit that three, or KD can hit that three. I know that I mean, we all see Bron; he's, he's a great player, but. I mean, if Kyrie, if the game is down three, Kyrie's not gonna be like, "Yo, Bron, hit this three for me." Like, Kyrie's gonna be like, "Yo, that's, that's not his game, though. That's not his game." Exactly. So Kyrie's like, "Yo, this guy, KD, plays the game just like I play the game. He's a jump shooter just like me. Like, he and he can make these jump shots just like I can. Whereas LeBron is more like a driver and and a passer. So I felt, I felt like Kyrie was right on the money. I felt like this was the best." Uh, teammate that he had that could hit jumpers just like Kyrie can hit jumpers or better than Kyrie. But LR, do you do you see the irony of him making this comment while LeBron is about to get his fourth championship? But my whole thing about that comment is he said the first time in my career. He didn't have to say that part. That That's was true. when he did the direct shot of LeBron. It was extremely clear. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, he didn't have to say the first time in my career. Like he he. He was drawing for that, but I felt like everything else was right on point. I don't, I don't look at Bron to make jump shots. Kyrie doesn't look at Bron to make jump shots, so it made sense. And uh, KD is clutch. We all know that. Bron is Bron is Very. still the best player in the NBA. He never like discredited that. All right, are you? Do you believe Bron not clutch or? No, I think I think Bron is clutch. I thought I think there's a lot of points where a lot of times where Bron is clutch, but I think there's a lot of times where we're in clutch moments. Bron is passive, like against the Nuggets. I felt like he intentionally didn't go off that screen to get the jumper. I do too, as a Bron <laughs> fan. I do too. Yeah, but do you think KD or Kyrie would not do that? They're going for the jump shot. They're going for the kill, and I think that's all Kyrie was trying to get across. And I mean, maybe he was throwing a little bit of shade at Braun because Braun's in the finals, but I don't think he was like trying to be like malicious, like everyone else is thinking. So, so you don't think it was malicious or out of bitterness or anything like that? No, because Braun won this man his only. I mean, I know we all say Kyrie hit the shot, but listen, Braun averaged like forty, and Braun was like a monster. Braun gave this man his only title because I don't really think the Nets are going to win a title ever. So. I don't know. We, we can talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> so, you can't be bitter about a man that gave you your only championship. All right. We, we can agree to disagree. Go ahead, Rob. Let's hear your take. All right. Uh, first of all, um, you know, Kyrie, you're saying it's a lot of wild stuff, like the world is <laughs> flat. Um, now, I feel like sometimes he says philosophy, but I feel like sometimes you're saying some questionable uh, statements. <laughs> But uh, when he when he came out with the like they should protest the uh, bubble. I mean, it was the right thing to say. Uh, I think that's one of the few smart things that he has said. Um, but the comments he said about it's like the first time in his career where he said he can look down and see that MF can probably get a bucket too. I, me personally, I think KD is probably the greatest scorer we ever we that's, ever saw. That's even including Kobe. Um, I never seen nobody score. That effortlessly in in, in the NBA like that, it don't matter who's guarding him, he's going to get a bucket. Uh, if you don't have one person out there, probably can stop him is Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> um, because that man is a walking bucket. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to come back off the Achilles injury, but uh, I like he looks like he's getting back in the form. Um, but 
I, I mean, I think, you know, of course, the me, I think the media tries to put a lot of the times the black stars against each other because, you know, they always been doing that since Ali days and performing. But uh, I just, I, I mean, he didn't have to say first time in his career. But, I mean, he, honestly, he wasn't really lying because at Duke, he was the guy to go get a bucket. I mean, I, I can't really speak on high school because I really didn't watch any of his Blowouts. But Duke, he was, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but Duke, he was number one player. I remember when he played us at, uh, when he played us in the first round at the tournament in Hampton, you remember that? It was a nightmare. I mean, who was going to take the, the game winning shot other than him? The Plumley brothers? <laughs> I think not. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think, but but he, I mean, he wasn't really lying. Like LeBron, LeBron is a great player, definitely a hog, one of the best players of all time. But he's an all-around guy. He's not a guy that's gonna. If you need a game-winning three, like I'm not gonna bet my money on LeBron. Hit it for me. That's not really like, actually. That's not really his game. His game is to get a bucket for you, facilitate for team rebound, and do everything. But KD, that's what he does. He's a scorer. He's he's made for the bright lights to hit a game-winning three, or he, he down one, he's gonna hit the three to just end it or send it in overtime, like. I mean, he was, so he was right with that comment because KD is, like, probably the only person that scores better than Kyrie. Well, there's, so, there's I mean, Harden, like, there's well, Steph, yeah. but there's a lot of people that score better than yeah, Kyrie, yeah, yeah, but yeah. go ahead. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but, but you got to realize, KD is at, like, what, like, 20, like 22,000 within eight seasons? I, I feel like he's, if, like, he's the best shot anybody catching Kareem with all-time points. I think it's probably going to be KD if he can stay healthy. Agreed. My issue is, uh, I'm sorry, Rob. My issue is, oh, that was it. That was Kyrie it. was talking as if he has been the best in the cl- in clutch time on his teams when the numbers say the opposite. So, why are you projecting this lie as if nobody else on your team could score in clutch time when the numbers say during that period, 2014-2017, that it wasn't? So that that's my issue. Oh yeah. Cause he, I mean, he was talking. I mean, yeah, I'm clear that up. He, he, he was talking about he was always the number one guy. That, that has been the case. You saw how it was in Cleveland, even though I wasn't totally inspired. Some of them teams were completely abysmal until LeBron came back. But when he when he was in Boston, uh, he he like he took like he made him like actually he made him worse. And I, I told people, I said this is like when a, when, when uh, Tatum was a rookie. I said watch the watch the Nuggets watch not watch the uh, Celtics go far with Kyrie injured, and they went to Game Seven and. And the kind of finally get LeBron. Yeah. So I always thought Kyrie was a good number two guy, never the guy. So I, I feel like he's going to be all right with with now with KD and uh, Brooklyn, but I, I don't I don't see them winning. I think Steve Nash is a great pick, but we all know who's going to win a championship next year. The Golden Wait, State what? You hear what I said? Are, are you saying go to state if Giannis goes there, or any? It doesn't matter. No, it, wait, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Uh, wow, I think I'm. Oh, okay. And another asterisk is if if Clay Clay's knee is right. Yeah, I've right. seen that man dunking. Okay. I've seen him shooting jumpers, greening. That that nigga is yeah, that, fine. That's 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 that's, that's, no, that's with no contact out there. We got to see how the knee moves with the people out there with him. But anyway. But I think I think I, I think they're the team to beat until otherwise, and then especially if they go get James Wiseman and they finally have a low post president because Draymond Green is not that guy. But uh, well, he's he's a, good, he's a great all around facilitator, but he's not the guy that's going to get you twenty and ten in the paint. It's just it's not his game. So I feel like with James Wiseman down there, 
they finally gonna have a big man present. It's gonna make it easier to come off screens and stuff and play. Uh, so yeah, that's that's why that's my wild card team to win the finals next year. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a short break and we'll wreck. Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. How to Vote is easy to use and helps folks from all over the country overcome many of the process barriers to voting. Um, examples of action voters can take using How to Vote tools, sign up for election reminders, see what's on your ballot, get step-by-step assistance requesting your ballot, explain your options for returning your voted mail ballot, check your voter registration status, find your polling site, and make sure you have the appropriate ID. Decide when and where your vote this year at howto.vote. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. Go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote earlier on Election Day. This election matters. Make sure you have a plan to vote and voting is informed. 30% of voters take the time to vote and then leave some part of the ballot blank. This is a missed opportunity to choose the leaders of our communities. Go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. Topic uh, with Doc Rivers becoming a new head coach of Philadelphia 76ers. Thank God. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to start this off. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I thought it was Christmas came early this year for me, so I don't really need anything for Christmas when it comes. Um, I remember that. Yeah, shut the fuck up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Doc Rivers is a great coach, as I always been saying. I feel like they had to hit Fall Guy and Clippers when they let down that lead of the 3-1 series. But, 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 you know, I feel like with the Clippers, that's, that's not the only thing they should be doing. And they need to be shopping playoff P or non-existent playoff P. Uh, he really messed up. And even Kawhi was choking a little bit in that closeout game. So, um, but, you know, it's – it's a blessing in disguise for us because before we had uh, Brett Brown, and that was terrible. So it's, this is this is a highly an upgrade that I think we're going to take our team to the next level. Uh, what's next for us? I think we need to probably start shopping Tobias and uh, Al Horford to clear up some cap space. Tobias Harris is not an answer. I've been saying that since last year playoffs when he choked. In a game seven against the uh, Raptors, I knew he's, it was time for us to go for him to go then. But then, you know they resigned Butler, so they panicked and resigned Harris, which is a dumb decision because we had all this cap space for years and we just threw it all away to Al Horford and Tobias Harris, who had, who didn't give us that push over the edge to take us to championship aspirations. So I feel like what next need to do is get probably go out with players like a Buddy Hill. We need a shooter. If we get like a uh, a veteran minimum shooter, that'll be great for us. We need we need some shooters spread around Ben Simmons and clear the paint out for it. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll let Ashley go in on it. Yeah, I think this. I agree with you. I think this Doc Rivers move is a great move for y'all, and I also think it's a great position for Doc to be in. 
because here we have Philly, a team that's an absolute mess, and they need to be revived. And, you know, nobody really expects Philly to win anything. but So it's great that, you know, he can be put in a position to for us to really see how great of a coach he really is because I know I've, you know, been skeptical about his greatness and things of that nature. So this is, a, I mean, a, the perfect situation, in my opinion, for Dr. B and for him to really prove himself with low expectations. Yeah. LR? Uh, I mean, I'm indifferent because uh, I really do like Doc, but I didn't. I wasn't sure if he was the answer for this, this Sixers team. Uh, we've seen him have a great season with the Celtics back in the week. And in 2010, they should have won. 2009, KG's injury, they probably would have went back to back. But then I saw them. I saw him with the Clippers, and I I thought that he regressed. And now, I don't think that he has the ability to bring the best out of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. He he couldn't even like teach PG and Kawhi how to be leaders. So and he had a leader in Chris Paul before. And they still blew three one leads. I mean, I think he'll get them to the playoffs, but I think that he won't, you know, make the right adjustments or make the right decisions to actually take them over the hump. I think this was uh out of him, Tyron Lou and Mike, I thought Mike was the best choice because I felt like the Sixers needed a way different change of pace offense. They're they're always best when they're playing fast and if they could add some real shooters then I thought they were going to be potent. That was when, like, they were at their very best. Um, I just don't know what what Doc can do. Like, I mean, he can get Joel in shape, but can he really, like, make Ben Simmons shoot threes? Can he really bring the best out of Ben? I don't know. Can he bring the best out of Shake Milton? What what can he really do to, like, change the Sixers' culture? Uh, I don't believe it. So uh, it's it's going to be a wait and see for me. But right now, I don't know if that that was like the right choice. That was that was that was real cute, man. I think it was a great choice. I feel like we <laughs> championship experience. Anything that's after uh, Brett Brown is an automatic upgrade because he was a terrible coach. That's facts. Uh, he served his purpose here. He was a rebuild, trust the process, rebuild guy. Um, we're past that phase now, or we should be. Uh, yeah, so. sometimes you go next level, you got to remove people, and he was a guy we needed to remove. Well, uh, champions experience, also blowing three one lead experience. So, facts, we'll see which facts, one wins facts, out. Uh, definitely championship <laughs> experience because he has a ring on his on his hand, buddy. Oh my god, he got. <laughs> we'll see. I want to yes. believe in him, but I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I feel like yeah, like I said, we need to get some shooters. Oh, we need to bring back Bellinelli. Um, never understand why we let him go. We need to bring him back ASAP. I've heard we remember we might go out to Drew Holiday. Uh, it's like a Philly reunion about to happen, baby. Um, but yeah, I feel like yeah, I, I, and I feel like Elson Brand needs to be on his A game this year because his first year was abysmal. Now, granted, he got Terrible. rid of Robert Covington, and God bless him for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then he then he throws that away by just going into panic mode uh, and throwing all that money at Tobias, and Lord knows why he did it for Horford, because I honestly can't even uh, explain him, because he's averaging, he was averaging 13-1-6 in Boston, 
So that's not four years, $108 million worth of money contract. That's like maybe a two-year, 70 to $60 million type deal or something like that. So I, I, I feel like somebody needs to coach him with, with the financial aspect because he's just throwing money at people. Uh, and he tried to kind of put us in a tough situation with cap space. So really, I look at finding shooters uh, for veteran minimum. Hopefully, we can do that with, with Bellinelli. Um, so, yeah, and I, and I also like uh, – I was hearing talks about them possibly – I don't know if it's true, but I'm going like not wanting to go after the first pick. I don't think Minnesota's going to give that up. So, I, I think that was like a pipe dream to me, honestly. Uh, I would have a problem if the Lakers don't want to bring back Deion Waiters and go after him for like a one year deal. Um, we need to score. All he got to do is come on the bench and score. That's all we need him to do. We don't need to pass. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. I'll, I'll give Doc this. He did. Tobias Harris had his best seasons under Doc. Uh, so if, there's, if there's anyone that could, that could get Tobias Harris back to that, it's definitely Doc Rivers. But the trading Ben Simmons to get like Lamelo Ball, the rumors that I heard, that, yeah, that'll, that'll be the dumbest thing that they ever did. And no, now, now here's, here's the orange, orange, orange why it won't be done because you know, remember we traded up all Elton Brand, he traded around a lot of our first round picks. So the only way that wouldn't be dumb is if we somehow drastically find a way to finesse the uh, temple like Danny A's finesse does and get some of their draft picks like. Get the first run now, then I think I know you. I, I think you can't do the same draft pick back to back years. So then go get the one in twenty twenty two, and and then another one in twenty four. Uh, if we do that, I might be susceptible to it, and also getting another player involved in that deal. But I really don't know who the hell I would want from the Minnesota Timberwolves. But here's my thing: I <laughs> firmly believe Ben Simmons is the best player on the Sixers. So you would play, you would trade your best player for Lamelo Ball, who's a rookie. I'm a huge Lamelo Ball fan, but we don't know what he's going to do in the NBA. And the Sixers are in win now mode, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that, that mean, doesn't that, sound like a win now move. But but to me, I I feel like if we don't do that this year, it might be smart for us to reboot. Yeah, you reboot by trading away Joel Embiid. He's dead weight. Yeah, he is. Uh, remember, I said no. Well, I don't know if he's on that podcast, but I was like, "We." If, oh, yeah, it was me actually, and Mike, and everybody was acting like I was crazy. I was like, "If we trade somebody, he could be because he's definitely the best uh, trade value." He does. He's easily, uh, well, not the best trade value, also, but like he's just he's so injury prone. He's not reliable anymore. So trading yeah. trading him away. And keeping Ben Simmons, like, you can play fast, you can shoot the threes, and, and that that's what will make the Sixers, like, the most exciting and formidable. Oh, yeah. And I forgot. Do not resign Josh Richardson. Oh, my goodness. Please do not do that. I actually think the Sixers should definitely resign Josh Richardson. No, no, because he's the reason why they be playing zone. He can't really shoot. Now, he plays great defense. But I, I, if we resign him, I'll, I'll resign him to about – I'll give the max $10 million as as the offer, and it's another one-year deal. And he's not going to be starting. He needs to come off the bench. And we need to find a guy that's a scorer. Wow, Rob. You're so – Hello, buddy. Here. You're so – oh. LR. Sixers get Buddy Hill. 
then ouch, ouch. Because I actually do yeah, believe that if this is get a real shooter like Buddy Hill, yeah. then that'll be good. Oh, I was breaking up. I'm sorry. I said if the Sixers get Buddy Hill, then I will definitely change my stance on the Sixers. If they get a shooter like Buddy Hill with Ben Simmons and with Joel Embiid, then I have the Sixers as the best team in the East next year. That that that's, that's how big like a it, real anyway, shooter is that, for the Sixers. Not, not that's group, how huge it is. 2020, 2021, coach of the year. Remember I said that, that's first. all I'm gonna say. This is our year, baby. If we make the right just right moves and off either. Uh, let's go to the next topic. And and say what you thought of Major League Baseball playoffs so far, Lamar, and who you think gonna win, gonna be in the World Series, and who's gonna win it? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll just say round one, monetary wise, was so good to me. So I'm hoping to keep that up, starting in round two on Monday. Um, I think that. I saw a lot. Um, the Padres, they showed me a lot of resilience because when they came back, what were they down? 6-2 in like the, the sixth inning against a good Cardinals team. And they, they were able to win that game. Then they were able to use that to win the game three that next day. I, I thought um, I thought the Padres showed me uh, that they have a lot of, you know, good stuff for, for the future. But this is not their year. The The Dodgers – have always been, like, the team that I've, I've said was going to be the best team in baseball. And I think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. So when it comes to this this round, I got Dodgers beating the Padres in six. No, sorry, in five. I actually have that going distance. And I actually have the Braves beating the Marlins in three because I don't believe the Marlins are going to run into a Braves team that won't be able to score like they ran into the Cubs. Um. I have the Yankees and Rays going all five, Ooh. and I have mm. the Rays winning. That was a that was a hard one. <laughs> that that was a very hard one. Um, and when it comes to A's Astros, the Astros they are still talking, and the A's probably waited years for like this moment. I got the A's winning that series three to one. The, the A's are ready for this moment. And um, when it goes to seven-game series, Rays versus A's, I got the ah, – it's hard. I got – I've always – okay, I got to I gotta stick with what I, what I wanted to do. I got to go, stick with the Rays and six. And when it goes to the Braves-Dodgers, I got the Dodgers and six. And then I got the okay, Dodgers right. and the World Series we got one six. Tommy, we got, both got the Dodgers going. <laughs> uh, Right. Definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah, you know, my pick wait, that's the only. Oh wait, go. I'll let you just talk. Is the Yankees and the Dodgers, and I have the Dodgers uh, winning that in seven. I just think with the Yankees finally becoming healthy and all the hitting they have with Aaron Judge and Juan Carlos standing, it's kind of tough to beat. Um, so I feel like they're a the wild card, and they have a lot more playoff experience. And I feel like you know, people always. Yankees is a team you never can really count out in baseball. Right. Same thing with the Dodgers. So I feel like the Yankees get hot at the right time and they handle the business. Now, granted, it's the Tampa Bay Rays, great pitching, great hitters. Um, but a Jared Cole is, 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 
is a different di- different type of monster, and I feel like true. definitely going to do his thing in, in the games when he plays. He's going whatever game he plays, they're going to win. Um, and I feel like the Rays had a good season, you know, but um, I just don't see them beating the playoff experience of the Yankees that the franchises have over the years. So I got the Yankees taking them. I, I yeah, I got it going five, three, two Yankees. Okay. Uh, A's. Um, yeah, you know, like you said, they aren't the good hitters, but I, I just feel like the, the A's been playing above their talent level this year. So I feel like again they're winning five, um, but I don't think they have enough to beat the Yankees in in, in that uh, championship. Okay. Yeah, let's see. But I don't. So I, I feel. I feel like that might go six, and the Yankees win based off of their playoff experience. Okay. Now the Dodgers is going to be a great one because you know Mookie Betts got something proved, so he can do without being in Boston. So I'm, I'm going. I'm going to take the Dodgers as well. I feel like they've been having a phenomenal year, and I feel like this is your year to do it. If not this year, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know when. Um, special shout out to my Phillies for letting me down <laughs> yet again another season. Even even and even in a shortened season, they still find a way to let me down. The final playoff uh, spot, they go one and six in the last week. Gotta yes, love that. And we, it's just some crazy reason. It doesn't matter how good or how bad the Miami Marlins are. They have our number. <laughs> because we always choke against them and it's crazy and th- it's crazy because the uh what was it? the final team the brewers had lost and who was the other team that lost that day? and i think they lost as well uh, it was the giants i believe it was the giants they lost the, yeah, yeah the they, lost. they lost to the padres yeah. yes oh we had we had one job <laughs> man damn like, and, our, crazy. and our like, best pitcher <laughs> right it's the best and it's the best time it's the best thing when you control your own destiny to the playoff like you don't need well i mean all you had to do was win in your end. I mean, of course you did too. So I guess it wasn't a destiny. But they just blowing games that they shouldn't blow. Like, it's right, ridiculous. Pitching needs to be upgraded, like you said last podcast, because it's a big one. Um, let's get into our NFL week four picks. I'll let you start it off. Okay. Um. So week four was a little bit challenging for me because um. I saw a lot of games that could go either way. Uh, so, and, and you saw Cam Newton got uh, COVID. So I was yeah. going Chiefs anyway. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> okay. But I'm gonna start off with the Saints Lions. Uh, ever since week one, I've been fading the Saints, and it's been profitable. I am going to continue to fade them, and I actually have the Lions winning this game, twenty-four to twenty. Oh, yeah. Um, Cardinals Panthers. I got the Cardinals winning twenty-eight to seventeen. Uh, Jaguars Bengals. The game that no one cares about or anyone's gonna watch. I got the Jags yes. winning thirty-one to twenty. Cowboys Browns. <laughs> this was a tricky one. Um, I got the Cowboys squeezing this one out thirty-five thirty-one. But I would not be surprised if the Browns won this game. But I definitely got the Cowboys winning for right now. Texans Vikings, the battle of zero and threes. Um, <laughs> these these are some terrible teams. Uh, I got Texans winning this game, twenty one 
to 10. I just don't believe in the Vikings offense. So until they really start showing me something, I'm always going to fade them. Seahawks, Dolphins. Um, Seahawks is definitely – Seahawks and Packers are easily the best teams in the NFC. So I'm going to go Seahawks here. I'm going to go Seahawks scoring a lot. I got them scoring like 35. I got Dolphins scoring 28. So 35-28 there. Uh, Bucks, Chargers. Um, I really don't know what's up with this Chargers team. Like, they looked great against the Chiefs. Then they looked terrible against the Panthers. I don't get them. Um, but the Bucks are consistent. So 24-10 Bucks. Um, Ravens, Washington. Uh, we know the, we know that the Ravens are going to win by a lot. Uh, probably something like 41-17. Something like that. Uh, All right. Giants, Rams. We know the Rams are going to win by a lot. Uh, this game is probably going to be like 38 to 10, 38 to 17, maybe. 38 to 10 is what I'm thinking. Uh, Colts, Bears. I got the Colts winning 21 17. I just don't believe the Bears should still be undefeated. Um, Bills, Raiders. The Bills are very consistent this year on offense. So give me them 35 30. Eagles, Niners. Um, uh, before the week started, you know, I was, I was saying the Eagles definitely winning this game, but then last week I guaranteed the Eagles victory and then they lost to the Bengals. Um, so I'm not going to do that anymore. So I'm going to go Niners 28, 17, sadly, uh, Packers. I think they're going to mop the, the Falcons probably 42, 21 and with no cam, I got the Chiefs winning 35-20. to 20. I think that's everything. I think that's all the games. Good pick. Good picks, brother. Yeah. Uh, but who, who did you pick a 10 for now? The Eagles game? I, I ain't quite here. Uh, I, got, I got the Niners 28-17. <laughs> Sorry, all right. Good answer. Yeah. Got to be smart. Um, I'm putting this bravado bet in now. What, what bet are you doing? I just did a five dollar John. I did the Lakers minus nine and a half. I feel like they're gonna beat the hell out of y'all tonight. Oh, oh, secret to be told. Uh, game two, I put three hundred on Lakers to win nine and a half. <laughs> oh man, you came up, huh? Yeah, I mean, I with no Bam, no Dragic, I was like, I gotta, I gotta speak monetary figures. So, um, yeah, uh, the third quarter, the the Heat, the Heat's offense actually went crazy, but. Um, the Lakers were still able to maintain double digits all throughout the game. So, yeah. That's why I like you, man. You, you, you know, you don't base your shit off emotion. You base it off money. Yeah, money. yeah. I use logic when I'm betting. Hey, twine the bitch. They be going off of emotion. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jaguars, Bengals. Yeah, I don't. It's a terrible game. Uh, um, I'm, I'm going to take the Jaguars. 23-17. Cowboys, Browns. I think we are really going to beat the hell out of them today. Wow. Um, I feel like they're going to wave. The, the Browns are going to wave the flag in the, within the third quarter. Okay. 35-14 Dallas. Remember I said Okay. Uh, it's going to be a blowout. Saints, Lions. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Drew Brees here because you never know what Detroit team is going to show up. And more than likely, it's going to be a team that, that trips. So, you know, I got the Saints winning 27-10. to 10. Seahawks, dogs. Mm-hmm. Lord. 
RIP to Miami Dolphins is going to get ugly. <laughs> Thirty-five to seven. Oh wow! It's it's going to be ugly. Um, Ravens, Washington football. No Chase Young, which means my man Lamar Jackson is going to have a field day. Super. Field day. Forty to six. <laughs> it's going to get ugly. <laughs> Cardinals Panthers. This might be actually semi good game. Uh, my man, my boy Matt Rules, great coach out there from Temple and Baylor. He's actually had him going to pull off a great win. It was against the Chargers last yeah. week. Still don't get what's, what the Chargers my, are doing, but yeah, yeah, messed up my ticket. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, I feel like I, I picked. I had picked the. Um, where that game go? Oh, I picked the Cardinals. That combo of um, Murray and Hopkins is ridiculous. I'm kind of scared when we got to play them because our corners is going to have nightmares after that game. Um, I got the I got the Cardinals winning, thirty three sixteen. Okay. Uh, Vikings Texans. I think this is the game that my man Deshaun Watson gets his first W. And some of them weren't really his fault. They gave him a crazy brutal the first few weeks. What do you had? The Steelers, the Ravens, and uh, the Chiefs. The basically the three best yes, teams in the AFC. <laughs> yes, that was payback for them trading DeAndre Hopkins. NFL really stuck it to him. <laughs> uh, but they definitely win tonight. Tonight, today in uh, Houston. Uh, it's going to be a close one. I say, probably thirty to twenty-seven. Um, all I need Kirk Cousins to do is just get the ball to Adam Thielen and let Dalvin Cook do his thing and everybody else get the hell out of the way. Um, Rams, Giants, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I got the Rams, and it's going to be a blowout. 33 to 13. Uh, Coach Bears, um, now it's great that uh, Foles is starting. I know Eagles fans probably have a nightmare to see how he's doing yet again. Another comeback. Lose. He's losing and today. Yeah, he's definitely losing today. Philip Rivers is my guy. Hall of Fame quarterback. I say it all the time. Uh, they're definitely going to win that game today. I don't know what's up with Ty Hilton, though, because Philip Rivers is having good games. I mean, he's throwing a lot of interceptions, but that's what Philip Rivers yeah. does. He's, 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 he's a gunslinger. Uh, but like, like I said, me and you both made the smart picks of picking Jonathan Taylor. And our fantasies, I got him in a couple of other leagues. I see you got him. I knew he was going to have a big season out there behind that great line and with the Colts. And he's a Big Ten player. So, Big Ten football always breeds greatness. They, they good, good, good running backs in Big Ten. Can't lie. You can't think no, of I it? said they got some good ones in the Big Ten. Oh, I said okay, I can't right. lie. Oh, yeah. Big Ten football. Yeah, Barkley, Zeke. <laughs> they, have, they have that. You forgot about my man J.K. Dobbins. I mean, cool. I gotta see uh, more. Yeah, that's real. That's real. That's always real. And, uh, what, and then Eddie George. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely Eddie George. My man, Eddie George was a monster. So Eddie. underrated. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I got the coach winning thirty to twenty. Uh, Bills Raiders. I'm definitely going with the Bills. I'm, I'm finally on the Bills bandwagon. That okay, they might be decent. <laughs> uh. 30-17, Buffalo. Uh, Eagles 49ers. I had the 49ers winning before they announced that George Kittle was playing. Praise God that he's finally back because my fantasy teams whew, were taking a hit. 
with him out. Uh, the tight end from the Lions held me down, my boy TJ. But uh, it's good to have George Kittle back in my lineup. Now I just need my boy Mike Thomas. Uh-huh. Um, give up, brother. Um, so yeah, I got, I got, I think it's gonna be a really. I had, I had picked the over before that they announced that, and I definitely know for sure now it's going to over forty-five. Um, oh, smart! It's gonna be a really embarrassing game for the Eagles because this might. I think this might be the game where they might be time to say Carson might be time to bring the Jalen Hurts conversation might be coming in, and also the firing of Doug Peterson. Never thought he was a great coach, even when he won the Super Bowl. I was like, it wasn't him. It was, uh, it was definitely Foles, and, and, and they just got on, on a hot run. Uh, so yes, yeah, it's going to be thirty to thirteen. Yeah, I can see that. Chiefs, Chiefs, Patriots. Even this is before I knew Cam got COVID. It's going to be a blowout. Chiefs going to win that one, thirty-four to seventeen. Packers, Falcons. I got the Packers. Never bet against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I feel like it's gonna be a high-scoring game, but the Packers pull out and win thirty-seven to thirty. And that's my picks for week week four. Uh, anything else you want to add? Just keep Ella? track. Oh yeah, we both nine and five. Yeah, both nine week. and five last week. I got to look at the uh, the league. Uh, see how I'm looking entirely. I missed that. I missed the one but, uh, week, but I'm not gonna miss no more weeks. Yeah, you took off me. I know you probably heard from that last week. You lost for like a yeah, and I'd be mad. <laughs> so I took off. Yeah, but it's all good, man. Well, yeah, appreciate you coming out. Yeah, enjoy y'all. Stuff. I think Ashley dropped, but um, yeah, yeah, she did. Oh, okay, sure. all right. Well, let's get let's get this Sunday money. Oh, yes, sir, man. It's going to be a great one. I'm about to turn to this NFL Sunday ticket. All right, it's on.